Oh, wait, you didn't count down. That's okay. Keep going. We can edit it out. The following podcast contains mature language and adult discussion. Viewer discretion is advised. Oh, wait, this is a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Temperature is going to be nice on Friday. Define nice for Arizona. The uh, is this like nice by Arizona standards, or this nice by like well, everybody's I, standards? Well, here's the thing. You know, once you once you live here for a while, anything below a hundred is considered nice. Yeah, because you're not like dehydrating like beef jerky. Yeah, pretty much. But we've got a a little storm front coming through, and so because of it. We are looking at, dang it, of course, I'm not ready. (laughs) So, (laughs) so, uh, Friday, our high is going to be 93. What? Saturday, our high is going to be 95. And then Sunday, the high is going to be 98. No way. Yeah. I don't know what to do with myself. I know, right? You're going to wake up. Well, I was going to say you're going to wake up in the morning, but that's not you. Well, Saturday, I'll have to wake up in the morning. It'll be 78 degrees. Sunday, it'll still be morning. It'll just be later in the morning. It'll be 78 degrees. Wow. Yeah. Um, They're saying Sunday morning will be 76. So for Arizona weather right now at this time, amazing. Get the bleep out of here. Right? I know. So tomorrow's going to be, tomorrow's not going to be as bad. So we're going to wake up tomorrow and it's going to be 80 degrees. But the high is 105 tomorrow. Like, I'm almost tempted to take my car out. It was hot today. It was hot today. Like, what, 116 was the high, I think, in Santan Valley, and I think 113 in Phoenix? Uh, Do I have the high today? I don't have it right now. Either way, it was... It's 85 right now. Well, yeah, well, the sun's down, and when the sun ain't out, you know what the sun feels like? You remember Mario Brothers? Yeah, but, bro, you know how it normally is here. Sun goes down, it's still freaking 100 yeah, degrees. Yeah, because the concrete retains it all. Yeah. Concrete jungle. You remember... In the ass. Yes. Fault. Fault. <laughs> Do you remember Super Mario World Brothers, whatever, three, like on the Nintendo, where, like, Talking Mario... Talking to the wrong person. You never played Mario Brothers? Dude, I didn't have... I didn't play on game consoles. Okay, well... I was that person that played outside. I played outside, too, but I also played on consoles. No, didn't have a console. Okay. My brother did. He had Sega. Well, I'll I'll tell you this much. On Mario Brothers, Mario has to scoot across the desert, and he has to dodge cactuses and other little things and, like, spiky porcupine gimmicks. But the sun, the actual sun, like, comes out, and it looks like a pretty little sun, but then it turns angry, and it gets, like, the frowny face on it, and it starts to, like, wiggle about in the air, and it attacks Mario. That is what the sun does here where we live. Oh, okay. So we live in Mario land. Yeah, level three, Hmm. I think, in the desert. Even though we don't technically live in the desert. We're in the valley. Everybody thinks that Arizona is one giant desert, and it's not. I think California has more desert than Arizona. 
Yes, but I think the valley was desert, but then it just got populated. True. Nevada's all desert. Mm-hmm. <laughs> My God. Yeah. Anyway, so I think I have come to the conclusion. I think humidity is worse than dry heat. Oh, 100%. What? Okay, you came from Tennessee. I came from California. Well, I understand, but you came from Tennessee. You spent some time there. Yes. It's humid there. Summers are humid as hell in Tennessee. I haven't experienced it in years. Oh, well. So it's like almost one of those If you forgot. I haven't lived in Tennessee since late 2000s, like the the early years, like 09 or something like that. Mm. And when I went to go visit, it was never summertime. I always visited in the the fall. Yeah, because it was it's, it's pretty there, yeah. but I went, I I visited, and so this is a good time. I'll just tell you about my trip. How about that? Go for because we haven't talked about this yet. Because there's something I want to ask you. I'll I'll wait till I'm you know at the end of my my little stories here. All right. So been excited for this trip since you you were there when Steph gave me the envelope with the airplane tickets in it. I was. Yeah. You were sitting next to me. She handed me an envelope, and I opened it up, and it was... Is this a birthday thing? I guess. I think... I, you know what it was? That's what it was. I couldn't remember why she gave me the, the, the trip. Yeah, I think it was a birthday. I, I, I vaguely remember now. Yeah, and it just had a little note in there that said, go see your brother and your dad. Hmm. And so I, I've been excited since I opened that envelope, right? Wow. Uh, and it was like, we've been doing this countdown like every week. So get up whatever last Thursday morning to go to the airport and my uncle from Vegas is flying in to meet me in Phoenix and we're together going to drive to or fly to um, Nashville, right? Okay. Well, I paid for the little Wi-Fi, right? And so like I'm able to text people with iPhones because like with the iMessaging. So, yeah. you know, we got this little thing going back and forth where I'm on the plane and, you know, I send him a pic. We're watching the Dodger game, of course, because, you know, why not? I paid for it. So I sent him like a screenshot talking about my brother, pronouns, pal. And, uh, you know, he comes back with like, it's on, bitch, or something like that. And he's like, yeah, watching the Dodger game, going to make it fly by real smooth. Well, then he's getting bored waiting on our plane to get there. So he shows me a picture of his feet propped up on a, on a recliner, like just waiting. So then I sent him a picture of me and my uncle flipping him off because why wouldn't we do that, right? Just like, you know what, just because, because that's what you do to your brother. You flip him off. Okay. So then he sent me a picture back flipping me off. Thought it was over. We're approaching, getting pretty darn close to landing, and then I get another picture. It is him and my dad. And it's funny because they're, they're driving, right? And my dad's in his old man sunglasses. Sorry, okay. Dad, if you're listening to this. And so him and my brother, in selfie mode, flipping us off. So it's like, you know, we're having like picture wars, right? And as we're approaching, because you never got to do that flying in before because you didn't have any cell phone service. So that was fun. Oh, I was waiting for you to say you sent a full moon like 13,000 feet in the air. Okay, I'm not as little as I used to be, and my uncle is not exactly a little guy either. (laughs) (laughs) Now get this, I, I had an aisle seat because I love the aisle. And he thought he had the opposite aisle, but somehow things got all cluster mucked. And so he wound up actually being two rows up on the opposite end against the window. Again, he's a big dude. It's not the most comfortable seat. The person approaching him was even bigger. 
Oh, wow. And taller. And then the person on the end, regular sized dude, right? Okay. I'm looking at this and I'm just kind of feeling bad for my uncle. Like, th- this ain't right. So I, I did the nephew thing and I was like, sir, would you like to trade with me? I had this premium seat and I traded to ride bitch on this American Airlines flight. So here I am like this. I'll show you the picture and I'm like, I'm squeezed all together. So uncomfortable. So you felt like that uh, creamy center in the Oreo double stuff? <laughs> I don't know if I want to laugh or if I just want to <laughs> throw a chair at you. <laughs> but yes. Okay. Nonetheless, there was no standing up and mooning on this trip. I opted to just hold my bathroom. <laughs> I'm not peeing on this flight because I wow. ain't getting up. So we just, you know. It's my uncle, so it's like I don't mind that we're like shoulder to shoulder, hip to hip, you know. And you know, that's okay. So I just got my phone out watching the Dodger game and we're just, you know, me and my brother are trolling each other on the text, waiting to approach. And now I'm all excited because I look out the window and I see green and I see the lake. I'm like, Okay, this is cool. And like we're landing So it was a lake full of algae? No. Oh. It was a pretty lake. You said green lake. I didn't say green. Green grass is what I meant, dude. God, you suck telling stories, too. <laughs> because you have your little Sean-isms. But oh, they are funny. Oh, you know, I had my kids going today. I literally had my kids crying. They were laughing so hard. We're going to tell about that in a minute. But we're on final approach. We're about to land. And we look out the window and to, to the left. You know how, like, sometimes you can see planes flying with you? But yes. they're way far off. Right. The rule of thumb is if you could read what airline it is, like you can read the words on their plane, that's too close. Not only could we read, we can see heads in the window. We are that close to this plane. So somebody fucked up. We all of a sudden just go for a like, just somebody just pushed on the gas and went, went up. Okay. And like my text to my brother, and he's like, yeah, I just saw a plane go up. And I was like, yep, that's us. And he's like, what happened? I'm like, yeah, somebody fucked up. And then like, you know, we're just kind of up there. Just it, it's it, it's not this isn't planned. That's someone in the control center working the second day, I guess. And I'm just wondering, it's like, what's this guy going to say? And he comes on the mic about 20 minutes later because like we're clueless about what's going on. Like, we don't feel in danger. We just, like, something happened. I want to know what, because I'm just curious at this point. Uh, yeah, ladies and gentlemen, folks, I just, you know, apologize for that. Uh, we, you know, we, we were just coming into that runway just a little too hot, and I just wanted to, to, to get another run at it. I was like, okay, well, that, that that's kind of anticlimactic. That's not interesting at all. At least at one time that happened to me in California, they were saying, uh, yeah, we were coming down too hard. We, uh, we we didn't want to make it rough for you. It was going to be a rough landing because they always do rough landings at John Wayne. You you have, you have no choice. Yeah. But he that one was genuinely going to... We had no choice but to pull back up and take off or that Southwest Airlines flight that, you know, we, we were going after the same runway. Yeah. So, so, I so Southwest won. Southwest won that battle. Oh, you suck. They do suck. But anyway, we get off the plane. Um, you know, greet my uh, my my brother and my dad. But the first thing that I noticed when I hit outside was just how bloody hot it was. Because when I 
I parked my car at, you remember the old United Terminal at Phoenix, Terminal 2? It is basically now just like headquarters. Yeah. They've turned that into like airport headquarters and they got parking there now. So you can park on site. Okay. And I'm looking, you know, where I'm going to park my vehicle because the last time I parked it, it was outdoors. But it was right next to the train. I thought, you know what? I don't think I want my car outdoors in the heat for that long. I'm just going to park it in the garage. What they fail to tell you when you're paying for this parking spot is you have to walk to the SkyTrain. Okay. And it was about a 20-minute walk. And you're on the airport premises. But you basically have to walk to Terminal 3. That's essentially where you have to walk. Dude, I could have helped you out with parking there. Well, now I know. Yeah. Well, anyway, so I walked in the heat and it was freaking hot. And I was complaining and bitching and moaning and groaning about how hot it is in Arizona. Yeah. And then you get off the plane, walk out of the airport... And then you just didn't just start beating up, right? Yeah. To make a, a short story long, I have answered the age-old question of people who want to know what is more uncomfortable, humidity or dry heat, 1,000% humidity. Absolutely. My gosh, was that hot. It felt hotter. Even though the temperature was cooler, it felt hotter there than it was when I got on the plane. Did you have that? first breath of the because <gasps> the air's heavier actually for me it was easier to breathe because it it kind of put some moisture up in there okay <laughs> so the, that part was was nice but the allergies did kick in and they kicked in almost pretty instant no way yeah it's about i'd guess probably about an hour and a half well it's supposed to be about an hour and 20 hour and 30 minutes from the airport um, my dad made some wrong terms. <laughs> he hasn't driven in a minute, right? <laughs> and uh, he didn't go the way that I would have went. But we, there's two things that we needed to accomplish getting off this plane. Well, three. First thing we need to do is we needed to, you know, to, to greet everybody, which I haven't seen my brother in, fuck, man, eight, nine years, something like that. So that was that was a good moment. Um, my dad, I just saw a few months ago. I, I see my dad, you know, once or twice a year for the most part. Yeah. So it's always good seeing your dad. But when you see like a family member or a friend that you haven't seen in a long time, it's always it, it hits a little different, you know. So that was that was a good moment. And then we get in the, to the car. And it's like you got the two brothers in the front, the two brothers in the back. You know, my dad and my uncle and they're in the front. My uncle, he's not that much taller than me, but he feels like he needs all the leg room. So I just got off of this fucking plane <laughs> where I'm absolutely being squished and I get into this car where he just, whew, he drives like a 2016 Impala or something like that. And he has to push the seat all the way back where I'm like, hey! and so I'm once again uncomfortable. None, nonetheless, we, there was two things we had to accomplish. The first was this. You've heard of White Castle. Yes. Well, White Castle's a staple. Yes. Love White Castles. In the Midwest. Uh Uh-huh. Well, Tennessee has Crystal. Okay. With a K. Same thing. Same concept. They just, they have, they also have. So you're not talking about rock that we're going to crush and. 
or cake, cook. <laughs> no, we, it's not that part of Kentucky we live oh, in. <laughs> all right. All right. You say crystal. You know, just trying to verify. No, crystal hamburger. Okay. But they also have little hot dogs and little corn dogs and they have chili on their menu. So it's similar but different. Delicious. You'd love this place. Hmm. We had to get ourselves some crystals in the old gullets. You know what I mean? Okay. That was, that was a priority. And the other priority was because my dad lives in a dry county. Oh, pick up some beverages. We had to we had to stock up not just beverages for that night, but for the the next four nights. So we we had to go shopping, gotcha. if you will. So I think we hit the hit the liquor store up first, which is so happened to be next to a Walmart. That's convenient. So we go into the liquor store and we just start throwing. You know, I think we got some Tito's for some pina coladas. Actually, technically, it'd be a Chichi. Got some couple different two three different bourbons um big old thing a crown for crown and sevens and then we went next door to the walmart got a case of beers just bud light mm. yeah we're Aww. you guys are supporters huh no we're i don't carers we're <laughs> 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 we're i don't give a fuckers <laughs> okay we're equal opportunity uh, light beer drinkers. Yeah. Uh, we, we, we gave no shits about politics. We were just looking for a good light beer. We're not looking at like doing any power drinking. It sounds like it. Just We're going to have some people over. We just wanted to have options, right? Okay. And, you know, Bud Light, just, it's a good light beer. And everybody likes it. And even the ones who say that, you know... I liken everybody to Kid Rock. You know, Kid Rock, he went out there and, like, he trashed Bud Light in their name, and then he, like, took, like, a, an AK and, like, lit up a case, but then he's shown at a bar that he owns, like, a week later drinking a Bud Light. Come on. People keep politics out of good stuff. So we, we get a case of Bud Light. Now we go to the Crystals, and we get ourselves some burgers, and it's from there we're, we we should be home pretty quick, but... The old man kept making a couple bad turns, and so I wanted to go through Gallatin. He wanted to go through a town called Lebanon. We went through the town called Lebanon, but the funny thing is we eventually wound up in Gallatin anyway. Why did you want to go there? I just like going that way better. It's uh, I wanted to go west and north. He wanted to go east and north. So it had, I no- feel like it had it, nothing to do with the place you wanted to stop. No. Or anything like that. Oh. Although there was a barbecue place we wanted to hit up and we could have hit that up in Hendersonville. But either way. I know that town. Yeah, you do. I've taken you there. We had we, we've had some fun there a couple nights. Um, Anyway, we got up there. And uh, so like the Thursday night, we we're just relaxing. I don't even remember what we. I don't think uh, crystals, I guess, was dinner. I think we just kind of snacked and just hung out. And it was just good catching up with everybody, right? Friday was my brother's birthday. And this is a small podunk town when I, well, podunk might sound offensive, but you know what I mean? It's a small town. Yeah. Like Mayberry. Everybody knows everybody type thing. And we were playing a little surprise bash for him. Um, There was one of those things where, we could, the people that we wanted to invite, they could have fit in my dad's house, but we didn't really want to clean up the mess and make the mess there. So we, so you guys just went to the strip club. We went to city hall, even worse. <laughs> <laughs> okay. No, like, um, 
again, small town, and my dad's lived there forever. You know, I think at one time he was on the council, whatever, and he was acting mayor another time. And then my, my stepmom, she still works for City Hall. So it was just easier to use their facility. Okay. And, like, I think we used the excuse to have my uncle disappear to things like, well, I got no cell phone coverage. I got an emergency at work or some shit like that. And so he goes, disappears, and starts cooking up tacos, homemade tacos. Okay. Um, and, you know, throughout the day, like, people are dropping off, like, cakes, decorations, presents, whatever. My job was to distract my brother. Which isn't hard to do because he doesn't, he's like me, he doesn't like going around people. So it's not like we have to go to any stores or anything like that. It's like, hey, can we just hang out at the house? Done. There. Yeah. That was easy. So we hung out at my dad's house a little bit and we hung out at his house a little bit. Then we hung out at his buddy's um, office for a little bit. And then we went back to my dad's house for a little bit. So it's easy to keep him distracted from being around people because he doesn't like being around people. Okay. Just like me. It's like, I don't want to go to Walmart. I only have to go, you know, I'm only going to go there if I have to. Well, he started picking up on some stuff because Brianna drove down there for this too. Oh. My, my oldest daughter. Yep. Her and her boyfriend. Um, I'm going to save that story for a different week when we actually have her on here because she wants to be on the show. Okay. But that... That there, there's some good stories there with the, with the kid. She, she's her boyfriend's a good kid. Yeah. I actually like the dude. Uh, he he passed the the initial smell test. We'll just put it to you that way. What <laughs> smell test? That's what I, that's what I call it. Just you know, the, oh, I don't smell any like, bullshit on this kid. Uh, oh, all right. Anyway, I was like, mm, my brother, you going old dog on me and just like sniffing his ass to? <laughs> no, I just I've got I'm a human <laughs> bullshit detector, you know. And, like, you're full of it. <laughs> that I am. <laughs> but uh, he started sensing something was weird because, like, you know, I'm in town, but my daughter goes to City Hall. Like, why didn't she come see say hi to me first? Well, she had to stop at City Hall to, you know, drop off her present. And, you know, she helped out there a little bit. And then his son, he's also kind of been, you know, AWOL during all this. So he starts suspecting it about a half hour, 20 minutes or whatever from when it was going to start anyway. So I felt like that was a success. Get there, we do the tacos. And then afterwards, um, it was time to for um, it's time for some beverages. So we, we moved the party from City Hall to where it's, you know, me and my uncle, my dad, my stepmom, Brianna, her boyfriend, of course, my brother. And then he invited a couple friends. We just go back and we sit around the table and we're just, you know, having some drinks. Again, we're not big power drinkers, but there was one dude at the table. He took out a bottle of American honey on his own. Damn. Yeah, it was it, it was a, it was a sight to see. But luckily, he's not one of those obnoxious drunks. Okay. He he was just having fun, and he you know he he he's one of those guys. He just gets funny. Okay. So it was a good time. It was like, you know, no no animals were hurt in the making of this motion picture type thing, you know? But that was, a, you know, the next morning we all woke up, no hangovers, nobody had a bad headache because, again, you know, we're, we're old men now. We're not young men anymore who can power drink. We're, we're old men who like feeling good in the morning. Right. Um, went to a catfish fry. 
Oh, you definitely in the south. Yeah, I, I, me and Brianna did not uh, partake of the catfish. No, <laughs> no. <laughs> was it blackened? Um, no, it was all fried. Okay, but I did have some hush puppies. <laughs> they you were and, you and your damn hush puppies. They they weren't Long John Silvers. I tell you that much. But they were okay. Um, and then like Saturday night, we uh, Rhonda, my stepmom, she cooked up a chicken casserole and banana pudding. Mm. Oh yeah. Oh my. Homemade smashed potatoes. This was a southern woman cooking a southern meal. But it, it goes a step further. We also went to the barbecue. Kentucky barbecue is a vinegar-based sauce, right? They don't have, like, the thick barbecue sauces. Okay. You'd like it. It's good. But we had ribs. We had shoulder. We had burgers. We had pork chops. And then we had shredded pork. Okay. So, by the t- you know... We just wanted to just, you know, have a little bit of a something to snack on here and there. You know, watch a baseball game, just hang out and talk. Good time. Uh, had a couple beverages. And after, what did we do? Oh, yeah. He never saw Top Gun. What? He has now seen Top Gun. Wow. Yeah. What do you think? He liked it. So we watched Top Gun. That was good. Um, you know, me, him, my uncle, we hung out for a bit. Then we went to bed. You know, again, this South Central Kentucky, there's, you know, not a lot of late nights. You know, I think my brother stayed till midnight. And then he took the long drive of around the corner and like four doors down to go to his house. Okay. Sunday, woke up, watched a little bit of a Dodger game, and then it was time to say goodbye. And the, the goodbye surprised me a little bit because I was just... I didn't realize how much I missed a dude. So, it, it, goodbye was a little rough. I can imagine. Especially if it's been nine, ten years. Yeah. yeah. Like, I said goodbye to Brianna, like, the night before. And, I mean, that was... I mean, it was an easy goodbye. It's like, hey, see you in a couple months, kid. You know? Like, that one... It, yeah, but do you talk to your brother every night? We text. We, we, we text almost every day, but we don't, like, to actually talk on the phone. Because neither yeah. one of us really like talking on the phone. Right. But like it's different. Like with Brianna, with with Brianna, we've got this thing where we have to hear each other's voice. So sure. we don't talk long, but we talk every day. Right. That's kind of like mine and Brianna's thing. Yep. And you know, me and Michael, we may go up to a week sometimes without texting. Very rarely, more than a few days. But we always pick up where we left off. Like I could, we can be talking about something, and then I can answer or ask a question, or he can ask a question. And then two, three days go by with no answer. And then all of a sudden it's like, okay, forgot to answer this. Then you answer and it's just the conversation picks up. It's not exactly a scorekeeping thing, but, uh, it was, it was rough saying goodbye. I felt like I needed to stay there a few more days, but I think the takeaway from that is don't wait eight or nine years next time, you know, to see a loved one. You know, I've always looked at it as when you go to visit someone, um, a couple days, usually good enough you don't want it to be like dirty laundry because after a few days the shit starts to stink you know what i mean well i've got this rule on kentucky it's like you know three days isn't enough but four days is too much okay i felt like this was this was one of those situations where i think i would have wanted one more day 
but then I would have wanted one more day and then one more day and then one more day. It, it just too much time went between us seeing each other. Yeah. Well, I get it. And so it could have been two days. It could have been a week. It was going to be the same result no matter what at the end. It was just, you know, sure. good, goodbye suck. Right. Especially when, you know, you don't know when the next time you're going to see somebody is. But, you know, I got home that night. Beige, my dog, cried to see me. It was the cutest and most sad freaking thing I'd ever seen in my life. I'll show you the video later. But um, anyway, I was, you know, talking to my wife, you know, just letting her, you know, telling her about the trip, kind of what I'm doing right now. And, you know, it's my fault (laughs) that I haven't been out there as much. Because, you know, you get busy and it's just like you use the excuse because, you know, nobody wants to sit on a plane for four hours. You know what I mean? I'd love to sit <laughs> on a plane. Like, Missouri's a quick trip because it's two hours. But then, like, I'm thinking, okay, I can fly to Missouri and then I'll just drive to, you know, visit people there. Then go visit people in Kentucky. But you get the excuse. You, you just make excuses like, well, you know, I'm... There's there's no good excuse, so like I'm not gonna waste the freaking show's time to explain what they are, except for we, me and my wife both agree. It's like okay, you, you got to get out there at least once every year now. So that brings me to my next topic. What are you doing in May? Don't know. So hear me out. So me and my uncle. Because we both kind of felt the same ambiance. I'll, I guess I'll say when we're driving to the airport, it just it, it was just kind of like somber and just kind of sucked. Okay. And I remember my uncle, he called me the next day just, you know, to, to talk, you know. And, like, I, I think we we're going to talk Dodgers or whatever because he's my, my Dodger uncle, one of them. And I answered the phone. I said, hello. And he goes, this fucking sucks. And I was like, it really does suck. He goes, yeah, we should have stayed a week. And I said, yeah, we really should have. So then we co- we come up with this idea. It's like, okay, we need to do a men's trip. It's easier for me, him, and I'll even dare say I'll throw you into the mix for you to get away from our lives than it is for him to get away from his. You want to hear my proposal? Let's hear it. Me and you, my Uncle Dave, we fly to Kentucky. Me and you can have some Nashville days. We'll... Try to, you know, any, anybody can join, but we're not going to stay in Kentucky for a week. But I think me and you got to hit up Hendersonville and Nashville one night. Where, where is it in Kentucky? Uh, about an hour 20 east of Bowling Green. So you're saying fly in the Nashville, so we're going to go through Bowling Green? No. No? No. Damn. We can go to Bowling Green another day if you want. I'd be interested. Because I, li- I spent a summer out there. All right. We'll go to Bowling Green one day, too. But on Friday, say the dudes load up in a couple of cars, you drive to Cincy for a Saturday Dodger-Reds game. Why couldn't it be like a Cubs game? <laughs> well, because <laughs> there's one Cubs fan in the midst of about a half a dozen Dodger fans. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm the odd man out. I get it. But you like good food. Dodgers wear blue, so I guess that's not, not so bad. Right? Telling you. But yeah, Bowling Green should definitely be on the docket. 
In May, huh? End of May. After oh, end of May. Yeah, after graduations. Matter of fact, I think it's the week of the graduations. I think Nicole graduates that Tuesday. Mm. So we'd probably fly out Thursday, drive to Cincinnati on Saturday morning, spend the night there, come back Sunday. And then that leaves Nashville open for the weeknights, which is good because then it's <clears throat> slower. Ashley, so you're saying last week of May? Yeah. Ashley's birthday is that Monday. Shoot. The 27th. I would like to be around for her birthday. No, I get that. It's on what day is the birthday? A that's, a, that's a Monday. Well, I guess we could just fly you back on Sunday. So, um, well, it depends. When you, when's a, um, I think the game's on Saturday. The 25th? I have to pull up the old schedule now. Here it is. See, that's the thing. I, I, I'm one of the, I, I got to have my schedule updated because if I don't, I'll miss half my life. I, I swear by my calendar. I'm opposite. I can't deal with the calendar. If I have a calendar telling me that I need to do this at this time, that at that time, you give me four things, none of them get done. Whereas if I don't have it on a calendar, but I know four things need to get done, they just miraculously get done. All right, 2024 schedule. Open. Open. Here we go. You know what? Uh, May 25th, yeah. It is the 25th. So are you looking to fly out the week of the 20th then? Well, Nicole graduates that week, and Brianna graduates, I think, the week before. So I probably wouldn't be able to get out until that Thursday. But there is another option. We can see whenever it is they go to, they being the Dodgers, Atlanta, because Atlanta is probably not that much further time-wise. They're just another direction. Okay. Let's look into that and see. We're Um, in the early stages. Yeah. Point being is go visit your friends and your loved ones. Don't wait freaking eight or nine years like my dumbass did. Well, you know what I think would be cool? Because we wouldn't really be that far away. It'd be great to fly into Chicago and see a game at Wrigley. I want to go see a game at Wrigley. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. No. If, if there's a way that we can roll that in there, that would really be kind of cool. I don't care who they're playing. Well, I was just looking because usually when they're on that that section of the world, Usually it's when they find the Cubs because June is when they play the Cubs. But lo and behold, it is not. I don't even see the Cubs on this schedule right now. I'm just curious at this point. Yeah, uh, definitely same time frame. Wrigley, I don't freaking care either. Man, they are taking on the Cubs early. It's their fourth series of the season. In L.A. or in In Chicago? Chicago? April. In April? That is, man. The That's I- actually a good time to be out there, too. Yeah, but the Ivy's going to be dead. Yeah, true. Yeah. That's a bad time to go to Wrigley for your first time. You're just going to see sticks on the wall. Yeah. Don't want to go when the Ivy's dead. We'll figure that out. All right. Um. Anyway, yeah. 
Go see your friends and loved ones, people. Brothers, fathers, nephews. Go see them. What do we have here before us? Guess what I found at the grocery today that we just had to have. Well, dude, I'm I'm staring at this shit. And I'm 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 beyond curious. So I I did not know that Snoop and Martha Stewart partnered up and they now have uh, they have wines. So I've seen Snoop's wine before. I've yeah. never tried it, but I've seen it. The bottles look cool. I've never seen Martha her wine though. But it's interesting to have a criminal's wine bottle. Yeah, 19 Crimes is the name of the company. Um, now I have my readers on. But they're the same company that, you know, supporting two different wines. So Martha's is a Chardonnay. The bottle looks really sharp. I like the bottle. The labeling is really cool, too. But they, I know 19 Crimes, they make a lot of other different wines, but, you know, Never had any of them before, but uh, I'm curious on this one. So I think my plan here is I'll try the Chardonnay first because it's my least favorite. And I'm I'm not a Chardonnay fan myself, yeah. but I'll uh, I'll give good old Snoop a try because yeah. that's a Cali Red. And then we'll we'll trade glasses here. But uh, you want to tell the the fine folks about your uh, wine bottle opening experience? Oh. Are we are we, ta- are we going back to like when I had a bottle of wine and I couldn't open it? I'm talking about what you did with this bad boy about 20 minutes ago or so. Oh, well, I I was... What the hell do you call that thing? I was gifted an electronic bottle opener. And You're the, downplaying your excitement on this one, but you were like a kid in a candy store doing well, this it for was the first cool. time. Don't it was r- awesome. <laughs> it was pretty cool to just put that thing over it, press a button, and it pull, rips the cork out. And With then, ease. Oh, so easy. And then uh, to be able to just pull it, not hear any, you know, it was all good. I'll tell you what, this wine's got legs. That's. that's dude, not, this smells good. Chardonnay doesn't smell like straight Easter egg dye, but dude, you're over there twirling yours. Look at the legs. Yeah, no, I was just trying to get some air in mine. That's all. Yeah, but it's got legs. And that's how you define good wine is like, does it have legs? Has a good smell. Dude, do you you remember that one video that I sent you of the guy? And I think it was bourbon or something like that. Do you remember? And he... he, (laughs) Yep. He took it. He's like, you don't just smell it. You stick your nose in it. And he's like, then you throw it out. And the guy's like... And he throws the shit right out of the glass and he pours a little bit more in there and he... Sticks his jams his fucking nose in there. That that was a hilarious video. <laughs> but I'm doing it right now, and I'll tell you what. This smells man, pretty. Smells pretty damn good for Chardonnay, because usually Chardonnay smells like Easter egg dye. All right, you tried the red. What's no, your I didn't try it yet because oh. I was like, wait, I was ready to down it, and then I'm like, oh, I better not. All right, well, let's All right. cheers, cheers, buddy. Chardonnay. Ugh. I'm not gonna lie, that is not a bad wine. That's that. I'm I'm telling you, this Cali Red's really good. I I am not a Chardonnay guy. This is pretty good. I think we need to trade. All right, here you go. Chardonnay, huh? 
It's not bad. I know it has it the Easter egg. Smells, Ooh. bro. The red's got legs too. The it doesn't have as good legs as the Chardonnay. Oh. I got a feeling. Okay, when, take away. Did you smell it? Oh, it's night and day. Like that a, smells delicious. Yeah, this, it's a red. This smells like dirty socks. But I'm just comparing it to every Chardonnay I've ever had. It might be the <laughs> best Chardonnay I've ever had. But that's like saying, you know, what's the cleanest dirty sock you've ever had? I could drink a glass of that. I'm not going to order it. I'm, I'm, all right. I'm just Take a sip. Ooh. Ooh. It's okay. I'm going to say it's okay. I'm not, not a Chardonnay person at all. Well, I'm with you on that. So that's a compliment fact you're saying it's okay yeah it's okay if i was forced to drink that i i could stomach it but snoop on the other hand fuck the glass i'm drinking the bottle yeah that's a that's a good wine yeah you can have it go ahead have the rest i got more glasses all right i'm gonna go get a little the little you're gonna get the the um whatever you call them I'm just gonna go right into it, and pouring me a glass. What uh, what's your final assessment on the Cali Red? How much was this? Uh, nineteen ninety nine a bottle, but Dude, I'd buy it. It was on. I used my my wife's phone number for her old fries card. Got it for fourteen ninety nine. Dude, it's worth every penny. Well, now actually, all right. So we got a problem here. We needed some steak. I'm not no, hungry. no, no. This is good. Um, I I have a bottle of wine. That yes, I have I have some steak. I have a bottle of wine. We need to we need to have dinner. And record. I'm curious of this wine. There's a thirty dollar bottle of wine in it. Uh, more. Forty. Hold on, I gotta look it up now. I've heard of it. I've heard about it. It's about it's about forty three bucks. You want to plug the name? No. We'll wait on that one. So yeah. we'll we'll wait until we actually crack it and have it with some steak. The question is, how are you going to prepare the steak? Oh, I'm just straight up. Like well, we're, we're gonna have a steak, or you're gonna have it with Diane. No, 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 Diane. No, no, no. Straight up steak. I was telling my uncle about your steaks, Diane. He's uh, he's got a vested interest. It's one of his favorite dishes. Oh, really? So yeah, no. but my, mine's a different take on it. My kids were asking for it. They they like it as a chicken version, so I do a chicken Diane basically for them. So here's my hopes, and it's not going to happen. Which leads us into baseball here in a second. My hopes are that the Diamondbacks somehow, some way, because if, if the playoffs were to start today, I call them, they're on the north side of the bracket, they got to take on the Braves. If they somehow get by the Braves, and then we can get by whatever other 
you know, winner of that the NLDS comes and it could be Diamondbacks versus Dodgers. That would be a fun series for the championship. We well, I don't I I hate it when I get cocky as a fan because that's usually when they go into a slump. But I'll just say this: we've had them twice in the last two weeks, swept them both times. We're on another level right now than they are, and they're doing pretty good. They've just Dodgers just kicked it into overdrive. Yeah. So have we. I'm and I'm happy about it. I think the Cubs would have to go through the the Dodgers to get there. I think the Cubs come in on the south side if it were to start right now. Matter of fact, let's just we're, we're going to talk about some baseball. Well, I just cheers myself. I'm going to have to finish off this Chardonnay Here, because let me take the empty one. I don't know if you know this, but you've got a cricket that has just been kind of hovering over here for the last 20 minutes. I think he wants some wine. If the playoffs were to start right now, this is what it's looking like. You've got um, Brewers and Giants. They go at it for the wild card race. So the Brewers, that's assuming the Brewers win their division. It'd be Brewers versus San Francisco. Now, if the Cubs come back and win that division... It'll be Cubs-San Francisco. Cubs-San Francisco, which means the Cubs would go through L.A. And then the winner of that goes to the NLCS. But as it stands today, the Cubs are the wild card, so I was wrong. They would have to go through Atlanta. So the Cubs would have to go against Philly and Atlanta to get to the Dodgers. That would be a tall... That's a tall order. You you need them to win the division because they have a better shot against. I I think Cubs Giants is a no brainer. It's Cubs. I think the Cubs have a better shot against L.A. than they do Atlanta. Yeah, Atlanta's damn good this year. We're only I think three or four games behind them. Yeah, you guys are four. Like yeah, like we're we're on fire right now. And as a matter of fact, well, your streak's four wins. Yeah, but we've only lost, I think, four times in August. Like, our August has been insane. Like I was telling you on the last episode we recorded, Andrew Friedman looked like a turkey during the trade deadline. Has now proven to be a genius. Yeah. Because a lot of people were, and I was one of them, I was assuming that he was just trying to make room for Otani. And there may be some merit to that, which we can talk about that in a minute, too. But what Friedman is saying is Friedman is trying to re, basically replicate the 2017 Dodgers. 2017 Dodgers is probably one of the best teams the Dodgers have had in the last you know, 30 years. That's the year they went against the Astros. The Astros won based on an alleged cheating scandal. Well, it ain't alleged. They they were they were punished for it. They cheated. Dodgers should have won that series. We didn't. Whatever. We went back to the series the next year, but it was not the same team. 2019, we missed a step. 2020 was a short was a shortened season. We won. So no, we're always going to have that asterisk. Like, yeah, we won the World Series in 2020, but you only won, you know, you only had a 60 game season. 
So anybody not a Dodger fan is always going to throw that at us. Our 21, 22 seasons were okay, but we didn't get we didn't get to the um, to the series. Friedman is trying to replicate what he did in 17, and he's done a pretty darn good job. As a matter of fact, I would take it a step further. I would say that this squad is better than the 2017 squad. But there's a lot of time left. There, there, there's, there's four weeks of the regular season left. That's a lot of baseball games. It is. I mean, we could, you know, Giants can go on a tear. Diamondbacks can go on a tear. Like, San Diego's all but mathematically eliminated, and I could not be more thrilled with that. I would like to see the Cubs win the division because as a Dodger fan, I'd rather go at them in the divisional series than the championship series. Cubs get dangerous in the in the championship series. The last time that they hit the championship series, you remember that, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Um, that was anyway, a good team. It was a good team. It's I, I don't understand why they broke it up. Uh, I don't understand it either. Anyway, what were you telling me about Belly earlier? Oh, we were talking about his manager. Oh, how, how his manager went uh, and just started blaming L.A. for not for not helping Cody out with his injury. Scott, boring ass. Yeah. Well, he blamed it on L.A. and the COVID that because of COVID he couldn't get good representation medical wise. And so because of that, he struggled. So he didn't necessarily just throw it all on LA, but he was saying that that's, that's the reason why Cody fell back. But Cody also said he came back too early because that's the first time he's ever had an injury and he just wanted to get back. So, you know, now he's a little bit smarter behind it, knows when to come back. So he had that knee injury with us and he was out. I forgot how long he was out four weeks or something. Maybe. Yeah, like a month. And uh, he took his time to recover and come back so that he was 100 percent. He didn't do that in L.A. He didn't come back at 100 percent. So because of that, he struggled. Yeah, if you remember at the same time, and this is why. I'm going to address Mr. Boring Ass's accusation in a minute. But Belly, when he came back, he tried to do, he basically tried to do a complete rebuild of his whole arsenal. He was trying a new stance, and he tried a new swing. Yeah, but do you think he was trying a new swing because his shoulder wasn't 100%, so he had to try a new swing? Probably. You know what I mean? Yeah, because I can see a doctor clearing somebody's like oh yeah that looks good but like if you're a in your head and b having some i don't even want to call them phantom pains but like if they're like inflammation soreness recovery it's you know that all plays into your mind so maybe he's like okay i have to change my swing right now here we are you know three years later he's basically doing what he did in 2019 and that's when he was ML, MLB um, uh, MVP. You know what, though? <clears throat> was it his decision or is it the the coach's decision? It was his. 
he wanted to change his swing and his stance. The hitting coach and Dave Roberts both, I think, worked with him to try to get at least his swing back to what it was. But his swing was very, it, it was very, if you, you see how he stands, he stands like a tall tree. Right. And he just kind of holds that bat up there where it's almost like at, he almost looks like a 90 degree angle. Mm-hmm. If you're to change that stance, I don't know if you can hold your bat like that. Or if you change your swing with the change stance, like it's one of those things like he did both, but I don't think he can do one without the other. I think it. I think that screwed him more than anything. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. That's exactly right. But, you know, he did that, you know, but who knows? high elbow. But like you said, <laughs> who knows? Maybe maybe it was the shoulder that wasn't 100%, and that's why he changed the swing. Yeah, but where Mr. Scott, his name's Borass, by the way, not Boring Ass. And it just hit me, because I'm looking at some of the players that we've lost or have let walk on let go in the last few years we've never had a scott borass um client for a multi-year contract we had Corey seager and he we always put him on like you know one or two years i say multi-year i mean like the the big deal Corey seager you know he was mvp um for the championship series and the world series of 2020. He had a decent 2021, but you know, he had that broken wrist or broken hand or whatever, but he still had a good year. And that was a contract year for him. A lot of Dodger fans were frustrated. It's like, why did we let Corey Seager go? I now think I know the answer. I don't think Friedman wants to deal with Boras. Same thing with Max Scherzer. We had Scherzer. He was in a contract year. We could have brought him back the next year. He wound up eventually going to the Mets. And then the Mets dumped him off. And he winds up, you know, in Texas. I don't think that... Because we would have had to have been involved in a multi-year contract with him. I don't think Friedman wants to deal with Boras. So I think there's some kind of... There's something with the Dodgers and Boras. You know what, though? Even if there is... I see why he doesn't give a shit. Because he's, of who he's got. He's got five of the 13 largest active deals in the game. Well, he's A-Rod's guy. But so like currently, he's got Korea. He's, he's got, got Bryce. Seager. He's got Bryce Harper. Bryce Harper. He's got Garrett Cole. Steven Stras- Strasburg. Strasburg. Anthony Rendon. 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 Yeah. Seager. Yep. Obviously, Cody. So, I mean, this guy's he's got an arsenal. You know yeah. what I mean? So does he care that he's not dealing with that? Probably not. Why would you not want to deal with the team that's got the checkbook like the Dodgers? I'm just saying, you've if you've got these people in your back pocket, some of the largest deals out in the MLB, I don't know. I don't think it matters who you're working with. Well, here's my point. Scherzer, he's an anomaly. He doesn't count in this. But Seager and Bellinger, those are Dodger boys. Even today, even though they play for different teams, the Dodger fans still identify them as Dodgers. When they come 
to like we didn't we haven't had the Rangers yet, but we've gone to Texas and you know Dodger fans travel well. They they love Seeker, and you saw how they reacted, you know, with Bellinger in L.A. I just. Again, I'm not going to jump down the conspiracy of MLB conspiracy theorists because I'm just way above my pay grade and uh, I'm just a fan spitballing here. What do I know? But why didn't we keep Seager and why couldn't we keep Bellinger? I venture a guess that if they had a different agent, they'd still be Dodgers and they'd be paid. So this guy, just listen to this. He ranks up as the most powerful agent in the North American team sports. 3.83 billion in active playing contracts under management. 3.83 billion. So that yields him 191 mission uh 191 million in commission based on the maximum 5% fee. I'm not doubting that he's a good agent. I think he's good at what he does. I just think he's a piece of shit. For the way he runs his mouth and for some of the position. I don't think he puts his players' desires first. I think he puts his desires first. I don't. I think this guy's got a beef with the Dodgers. And if you're Cody, you know, Corey Seager or Cody Bellinger, you can get a contract anywhere. Man. $191 million. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, let's just see. Like keep an eye over the next couple of years. Well, what I'm curious is, are we going to lose Bellinger at the end of the year? I mean, I know the Cubs are going to try and make a play for it. He's going to go I, to the highest bidder. The reality is, is I, I can see him going to Boston. I can see him going to New York because um, they got the deep pockets. And his Chicago. Dad, his dad mm, played for New York. Eh. In Chicago. I, don't, I think we have deep pockets. But they're just too afraid to spend the money. Well, you look at they. Chicago reminds me. Chicago's like Moneyball. They remind me of the Angels a little bit. Good team, but they play on the conservative side. You saw it. What? What? Um, I I can never call them the L.A. Angels. You saw it. The, you know, the California Angels did, is they they wanted to make a play, at the postseason. So at the trade deadline, they didn't deal Otani. Matter of fact, they kind of built their team up a little bit. Did you see what they did today? Because they're they're not eliminated, but they're all but eliminated. Really? They're having a fire sale. They're just getting rid of everybody. Yeah, everybody. They're going to let Otani go into free agency. They're going to keep Trout. But pretty much everybody, there, there's like a dozen players that they put on the chopping block. So now they're in, um, they're in, they're in that two or three day period of time. What's known as, um, God, I forget what they call it. But basically, people can bid on them. And then on, I think, Thursday. So at the stadium, did they hang the... Uh, Spirit of Halloween. Spirit of Halloween. <laughs> That's what the Cubs did when we had our, our freaking fire sale. Put the Spirit Halloween sign up on Wrigley. <laughs> yeah. No, they just... They're they're off in a bunch because you know they're still going to make a play for Otani because Otani's value just went down. Otani fans are going to hate to hear that, but his value just went down. He's still hitting. He's still hitting like crazy, but is he going to pitch ever again? That's what some are saying. Some are like, will he ever pitch again? Because he won't pitch next season. 
And if he has Tommy John, that'll be number two. He won't even hit next season. Really? Yeah. So this is a guy who was steering down the barrel of a $500 million-plus contract. He's still going to get paid. But depending on what he decides, he may or may not get paid next year. Or he, he just ha- he has a decision to make. Do I want to pitch again? So somebody looking for a super player, that sucks to be him right now. Because he's still probably one of the best hitters in, in baseball. He's not the best hitter. But his pitching along with his hitting made him probably the most unique and best all-around player in all baseball. Yeah. Now he's just a really good hitter. He is not worth $500 million right now. I don't know that the Dodgers are going to make a play for him anymore. That's a lot of money, man. I can see San Francisco making a play for it because San Francisco's pitching. They usually figure out their pitching. So I don't know that they would necessarily want him as a pitcher. But now that I spitball that, you know where the best place for him to land is, honestly? Where he's at. So it would be we'll, nice to see the Cubs make a play for him. <laughs> Dude. But <laughs> they, they don't have that deep a pocket. They don't have the balls to make a play for anything like that. And, and here's the thing is that... Um, I wonder because we we've got Bellinger on that one year for seventeen five. What do you think his price is going to be at the end of the season? Because he's been killing it, right? Uh, I think with him, I have a price in my head, and I want to see if if you think it's going to be around the same. Uh, is give me your years ten or twelve years? Yeah, ten years, three hundred sixty five mil. If he goes twelve. 400. That's what I think he's worth. Mm. And Boras, that piece of shit, can actually so go get it that? for him. 30, 30 mil a year? Hmm. If you're going to build a team around somebody, then you need to make them feel like. He's what, 28? I think they're going to. They, they're not going to do a 10 year on a 28 year old. They'll do a 12-year on a 28-year-old. Really? Yeah. Hmm. That seems... I don't bit, think they'll do a 12-year-old. That seems a bit risky. But they'll do it. I th- I think you're looking closer to 10 years. So I was thinking they're... Seven they're to 10 like years. Five. I was thinking it was going to be a five. Yeah, Boras doesn't get those kind of contracts. He gets big numbers. And to get the big numbers, you got to put it out there at least seven to ten years. I don't know what's your prediction. I was thinking five for like one seventy-five. What's that breakdown to a year? I don't know. Let's figure it out. Because I always look at those big deals, like the the big big deals. Thirty-five. Thirty-five. That's decent. That's actually more money, I think, than what mine was. Yeah. So I think mine settled in around 30, 31, whatever. But if you lock him in for 10 years and you go to trade him down the road, then whoever he goes to is going to have to buy his contract out. Chicago is not 
They haven't been the smartest in the trade market. They can pick up people, but they haven't. They don't really do any smart moves at the trade deadline. I don't know. I think I'm going to stick with 10 years, 365. That's my guess. I think he's worth every penny of it, too. I guess we'll see. It'll be interesting at the end of the season. Yeah. And Otani, I think he just went down to 400. Maybe less. He will get signed. Somebody's going to pick him up. And, but I think if, if I'm Otani, the Angels have already expressed that they want him even after his injury. They've still expressed that they want him. And them dumping everybody today could be their way of telling him we're freeing up our pocketbooks for you. But if he or wants we're, to, or we're going to rebuild around you. Yeah. But here's the thing is like if I'm Otani and I, you know, he wants to win a championship. He, he I doesn't don't want to stay there. Yeah. He doesn't want to rebuild. You want to go where, you know, go where the iron's hot. And if you look up and down the coast on the West Coast, Seattle's a maybe. San Diego's a fucking train wreck. San Francisco's flip a coin. They're either good or they're bad. They don't have an in-between. L.A. has consistently been good. That's your West Coast teams. And I think he wants to stay close to the West Coast so he can jump on a plane home. Seattle or I'm going to say two weeks ago, I said he'd went up and, you know, he would wound up in LA. No questions asked. He's a Dodger today. I guess it's still a possibility, but I say he either goes to Seattle or stays an angel. That is my final pick. And I will not change that. Hmm. I guess we'll see. Well, we got it on, on record. It's on record. What's going on with you? What do you got coming down the pike? Nothing, man. Done anything interesting in the last week? I feel like I haven't talked to you in a week. Just working on that noisy thing up in the front room. The fish tank? Yeah. Tell us about this fish tank. I just, uh, so this goes back a long time, actually. When I used to live in Illinois, I ended up getting some fish tanks and... I ended up just having like a freshwater tank where I think I had probably a good 30 fish in it and tons of different fish. They were cool. Enjoyed it. Um, Josh, Alyssa, Eric, Paige, they kind of, Paige maybe not so much, but my older kids, they, they remember the fish tank and they loved it, right? Well, I haven't, I haven't dabbled in that in quite some time. Um, Ashley wanted to fish for her birthday, right? We ended up, and it's been so long since I've had a fish tank. Uh, we just bought a tank, threw some conditioner, bought the water, tried to get the the um, bacteria, liquid bacteria, throw that in there to try and get it running, and her fish died. Too much ammonia. I'm guessing. I didn't test it, but I should have. But I think, I think it kind of died because of the ammonia and the bacteria didn't build fast enough so that's what i'm doing with that that big boy back there is uh i could lay down flat in that thing it's 150 gallons and that's not including the sump that i have underneath which is probably another 20 to 30 gallons so um it's it's going to be something because i'm going to end up it's going to be salt water 
You put a shark in there. Well, you, you say that, but you know, you, I'm putting corals in there. So all the fish and critters that I ended up putting in there are going to end up having to be friendly and not eat coral. So there's a specific group that I, I got to go after that are friendly. Um, I don't know if I can find a shark that's going to be friendly. It'd be really cool to have a shark, though. So I was looking at some. There are like sand sharks or leopard sharks um, that don't get too big. Leopard sharks, you can they swim. You remember Doheny Beach? Yeah, they swim all around you at your feet, like they're they're harmless. They're bacteria eaters. Yeah, they're bottom well, dwellers. And, and that's that's why I was looking at it, thinking, all right, well, because I'm gonna end up putting a bunch of different things in there. I'm gonna have snails. I'm gonna have a couple different crabs in there. Um, I'd like to put shrimp in there, but those things are so ugly. They are, but they clean. That's a crazy thing. So, um, I'd like to do that, but if I can't keep everybody happy, those shrimp are going to get eaten. So I got to, we'll see. It's, there's a lot of, a lot that goes into planning this tank. It's not just set it up and go. Cause right now uh, this thing has been running for a week and I will not put fish in it until second week of October. Yeah. We grew up with fish tanks like that. Um, and my dad's, I think it was a combination. He did salt water and he did fresh water, but he had to set up for fresh water one time and he, you know, fish kept dying and like, this is an established tank. Mind you, always had fish. Chemicals always turned out okay. Like the water, the pH, whatever it is that you guys check in there. Everything was always perfect. And he had one fish that wouldn't die. And he's like, well, how come that fish isn't dying? That thing was a fucking serial killer. He finally caught him one night. Went into, went, went into the TV room back there. And, you know, he had some new fish in there. And this thing, it, it would just come out of its little corner and it would just ram the other fish. Just ram them, bludgeon them to death. Damn. It's a fucking serial killer. So my dad's like, okay, motherfucker. So he unplugged the filter. It took weeks for that fish to die. He would not die. This is a fi- this fish belonged in a in a horror movie. He tr- my dad tried he stopped feeding him. He, you know, tried to, you know, make the water toxic. He stopped filtering it. He did all kinds of shit to try to kill this fish outside of just literally taking it out and just throwing them on the sidewalk. And one day, you know, he goes in there and things like kind of floating upside down. And he's like, oh, finally he's dead. And he started moving again. And he lived for another couple weeks. Finally died. Yeah, he was a serial killer. Damn. Mean motherfucker. (laughs) Now, this is a project I want to do with my kids. I, I want to teach my kids chemistry. Yeah. Um, teach them how to take care of a saltwater tank because there's saltwater. There's a lot of work. It's not just you feed them, change a filter. There's a lot that goes into it. I've never done it before, but I have done so much research and I've learned so much. Um, that's why I'm taking my time doing this. I'm not. I'm not trying to be one of those people that's all gung ho and just hurry up, get the tank ready, get the water ready, throw some fish in. Mm-mm. I'm taking my time. I want to do it right. And if it takes me, you know, two, three months, 
to get the fish in there and then another couple months to get coral in, that's what I'll do. And that's, that's kind of where I'm headed right now. Just taking my time, working through the process, building the bacteria because there's that good bacteria that you need to have in a tank. It's like a probiotic. <laughs> kind of. So I'm doing mine naturally. Instead of doing it where you can buy the bottles and throw the bottles in there, I just went and bought some shrimp and threw them in there, like dead shrimp, you know, that we eat with yeah. cocktail. Yeah. So I threw three shrimp in there. And, and the idea is to let those shrimp j- or just rot, right? So my ammonia spikes, my nitrate spikes, and uh, that good bacteria then starts to build and grow. And then it starts combating that, ammonia and nitrates to the point where it then cleans it all up, makes it so that your ammonia goes away, your nitrites go away. And at that point now my tank is ready for fish, but being 150 gallons, you don't just go and throw 30 fish in there because you're just going to see that bacteria. Well, you don't see it, but that bacteria is not going to be able to fight so many at one time. So throw in like three fish, 150 gallons for three fish is like nothing, right? But they're going to eat and they're going to shit, which is going to create that ammonia and that nitrite, right? So that bacteria needs to double and work a little bit harder, build up a little bit more for those fish to take care of that ammonia and nitrite. So same thing, add more fish to it then. That bacteria has got to grow and get bigger and bigger. So the more fish you put in there, that's why you want to stagger it, not just throw them all in at once, or else it'll overthrow the bacteria, and then they'll all die. So How many are you thinking total when you're done? Um, you know, initially I was thinking between 20 and 30, but then I learned that the coral is more, the coral's the beautiful part because I want an enemy, I want coral, like I, I want it to look really cool. So that's going to be kind of more my focus is to grow those and have those looking well because they're a pain in the ass. But I want to do that and have it so that's beautiful and you just see it waving and opening up and all that kind of stuff. Um, and they move. I those shit them fuckers got legs, man. A ninny Right. It's crazy how much you can like see them in one spot one day and then they just move down. A little bit, which is just the craziest thing. But the other thing that, because I'm learning from a friend of mine and he showed me where his tank, he'll have his lights off and his corals close up. And then when his light turns on, they just slowly start opening up like they're fucking blooming. You know, it's the craziest thing. So I really would like that. And if I have 20, 30 fish in there, plus that, that's going to be too much. So I might keep the fish down and just make sure that I've got corals all along my, my reef that I'm, I've built. So we'll see how it goes. You got to go paddle boarding with Steph um, over the reef in Laguna. Like I went with her and it was, it was fun. I'm glad I did it. But you know me in the open ocean. <laughs> she doesn't like going out in the open ocean by herself. That's where you come to play. But when you do it, she'll take you over. It's kind of where the lifeguard tower is, just kind of close to that. Okay. You're kind of over a reef. I mean, there are starfish the size of coffee tables 
Like they're big. That's cool. You can see all kinds of cool stuff like that. I'm I'm more of a land lover. I'll stay on this side of the surf line. <laughs> Especially not the stingrays are in. You're going to Huntington here in a few weeks. Yeah. Be careful, stingrays are in. So I'm really I'm really interested in going to Catalina and snorkeling over there. I heard that the snorkeling over there is just amazing. Be careful of the sharks over there. They've 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 had a couple of attacks. Not I don't even want to call them attacks. Nobody was really injured or killed, but they were there's a lot of activity. We'll you say know, that much. You know what I found? And I can't do this because I can't I, I've got five young kids. But I found that there's a uh, wave runner rental place where you can rent a wave runner from California and they'll, they'll take you all the way to Catalina Island and back with on the same tank. So I guess, or they bring extra gas. I have no idea, but you go in groups. So it's not like you just rent it and gotcha. then you go, you're going with, it's a, you're going with, um, I want to say leaders, but they got people that go with you. So it's not like you just you and say your buddy can just rent them and go. But I thought that was pretty cool. I would love to do that. Yeah, Catalina is not far, but it ain't close. Right. So I think it's like an hour and a half by Wave Runner. Sounds about right because it's about a little over two hours by that boat. That would be sick. But, you know, you're going to be going right through great white country. I think it would be fun. I'd do it in a heartbeat. Yeah, that's where they breed. I'd, I'd, I I want to do that in a boat. I, I couldn't do it in a wave runner. Oh, wave runner would be so <laughs> much fun. Uh, now I got to look it up. It probably comes out. If I had to be a guessing guy, it'd probably come out of Long Beach. I think it is. Because I know that they rent wave runners in Dana Point, but they're... They're like sea dews. You're not going to get that thing. Let's just say it's 20 miles. Here it is. Jet ski to Catalina. Ride with us to paradise. So that's a cool thing is like you watch this and, and you got dolphins riding with you. Oh, yeah. It's because there's a megapod of dolphins over there. Yeah. it's You've seen the dolphins there. Yeah. Uh, I remember to this yep, day. Yep, Long Beach. Yeah, I remember this day the first time because it was when. Um, it's a two-hour ride with guides to the island. Four stops to play with dolphins, whales, sunfish, and swim. Yeah, you see, you'll see blue whales, you'll see sperm whales, see a shit ton of dolphins, bottlenose. But there's uh, around the end of September, first part of October, when it starts to cool off over there, all the tourists have gone home. Um, I would take Brianna to you know where salt creek is right yeah so i would take her salt creek or the strands and it was you know right around sunset the dolphins would always come and pay a visit close to the surf line and you just see them coming up and down and up and down and up and down it was the first time she ever saw dolphins that was when she wanted to be like a freaking i don't know what's a, a animal doctor i forget what they call it. marine biologist yeah so she's, you know, little girl loving it. It was, it's just a good memory. But yeah, there are megapods. I mean, megapods of dolphins off that coast. A lot of sea lions, a lot of whales, but also a lot of sharks. 
uh, dear friend. <laughs> Take a guess how much it costs to go from Long Island to Catalina on a jet ski. Long Beach? Yeah. Um, what did I say? You said Long Island. Oh. I can tell you how much it costs to rent one of those bad boys for about four hours was a couple hundred bucks. So if you're talking about taking that to Catalina and back, probably 600 399 That's not as bad as I thought. Yeah, three ninety nine. Yeah, I'm I, I'm more of a give me a wave runner in the lake kind of guy. Oh man, I do this in a heartbeat. Yeah, you're you know what? What you're going out the end of the month? Yeah. I think Steph's taking Nicole up probably around the same time you'll be out there. I think I may go up there for the weekend. But um yeah, if we do that. You got to go, we'll, we'll bring our paddle boards. You got to go paddle boarding over that reef. Um, your, your kids can stay so on the I'm sand with out, me. <laughs> I'm going out on the 25th and I'm uh, heading back home October 2nd. Yeah, I think she'll be out there while you're out there. Um, the only thing is the weekend of uh, the f- October 1st, what is it, the 30th and the 29th? Does that sound right? Um, that's the Pacific air show and that Friday night, uh, we're going, uh, Eric page and Alyssa are coming up and we're going to be at uh, not scary farm. All right. Well, if I go out there, it'll probably be the 20, the night of the 26th. That is what Thursday. Uh, that's Tuesday, Tuesday. So Wednesday or Thursday, you got to go to Laguna with us. Uh, okay. So one of those days will be at Knott's Berry Farm with the kids. That will probably be the 28th, I'm guessing. Thursday? No, it's going to be Tuesday or Wednesday. Okay, so the 27th. Tuesday or Wednesday. So if this really, if we're working this out, then yeah, we need to plan. 28th. Keep the 28th open. That's what? Thursday. Thursday. Uh, Okay. It'll be chill and relaxed. No, that's cool. No, it's fine. That's cool. Yeah. All right. I don't even know if I'm gonna be able to make it, but we're. You guys should come up by me. Eh, Huntington. I've done my my stint at Huntington. It's so nice up there. It's nice up there, but it's busy up there, and that's the week of the air show. It's going to be cram packed. Well, not till Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Yeah, you know, people are gonna get there early. That's why I go every year. Yeah. You, you come down to the south side. <laughs> All right. Well, before we wrap this up, you have got a oh. little something next to you that is, um, I'm going to be honest with you. I'm not looking forward to this. I, I can't mentally prepare myself for what I think it's going to be. Yeah, I think it's going to be bad. It, because it doesn't make sense. No. It was like that one guy in the TikTok video. That makes no sense. Yeah. Well, this is... Uh, I, today, I just happened to be walking by, and I'm always looking. I'm actually looking for those Mountain Dew chips that you brought up the other day. But All the ones that my brother tagged us on on Facebook? Yeah. <laughs> but I I'm, you know, walk down the aisles, and I'm always curious what, what's out and what's new. And I ran across this, and I went, what in the hell? Um, it's spicy queso funyuns. Hey, vey. Well, let's give it a go. 
We do a lot of spicy stuff. I was actually looking forward to something non-spicy. Well, I I wasn't I wasn't particularly looking for spicy. Oh, I know. It just this is what it happened to be. I grabbed a handful of them here, so. But spicy queso, okay, those sound like they can go together on a tortilla chip, but a funyun? I know. Like what the hell? We ready? Oh. Okay. Smells I like sm- a Dorito. I smell the queso. Yeah, it smells like a Dorito chip. We okay. doing this? Let's give it a go. Cheers. All right, not as bad as I thought. I don't know what I'm eating. Is it like a tortilla chip in the shape of a funyun? I don't taste the funyun. I just taste the spicy queso on this airy ring. You know what it tastes like? A cheap Dorito, like a knockoff brand. I don't get to taste like a Dorito. I'm getting the queso totally. But it does. It tastes like an off-brand chip. It's not bad. But not a chip. It's not yeah. bad, actually. I, I was not looking forward to it, but I wouldn't buy them. But I'm just glad I'm not going Hoo! right now. Oh, I keep eating them. I don't know what to think. They're definitely not spicy. Well, there's a little bit to it, but it's not like it's not like flaming hot or anything like that. It's got a little something, something. Well, you know what I'm looking for in a Funyun? A Funyun. Yeah. We keep trying to reinvent the wheel with Funyuns here. They take the Funyun dust and throw them on a ruffled chip or whatever. Right. I think I just want to stick with Funyuns. The flaming Hot ones are okay. I've never tried the flaming Hot. They're not bad. Regular Funyuns, though, you can't beat them. I agree with that. Hmm. I mean, I don't think these are bad. I'll, I'll eat them, you know, but I, I don't think I'd ever go out of my way to find them again. Yeah, if they're in the cupboard, they're going to get eaten. Right. Maybe not the whole bag, but a good chunk of it. Speaking of which, dude, I've never had so many bags of chips in my pantry. It's unbelievable. Yeah, we're going to have to tell my wife to stop. Yeah, well, me too. I mean, because it's between the two of you, you got about 12 bags of chips in there. It's crazy. And I'm, I'm just like, come on, kids, eat. But I am going to find those Mountain Dew Doritos. Hmm. We might have to ship them here. I'm OK with that. Yeah. And it's about time that we probably did one of those like overseas things again. Oh, no, we don't have to do that. We can go for a drive. It's about time we went for a drive. Yes. We can record in the car. And well, at home. It's, it's not that far of a drive, but there's a there's a couple places that we can hit. One in Tempe, one in Mesa, and between the two of them, we can pick up some some stuff. Okay. So you just say when and we can go for a drive. We'll just go and, and I think it would be great actually to go together and uh make a fun little trip out of it. Well, uh, next Wednesday, I guess. Next Wednesday at work. Fuck! You have to f- have to be the following Wednesday. Okay. So two weeks. Two weeks it is. Okay. You got anything else? That's it, man. I don't either. You know what we never did on this show? We never introed it. I think people know where the two loose screws are. Oh, yeah. By the way, I'm Sean and that's Chris. Hello. <laughs>
<laughs> so what do you say, Mr. Andrews? You want to do another one? Well, I think we should. <laughs> and you? You know what? I think we should at least do one more. But until then, we are. It's just kind of anticlimactic when you just did it like 12 seconds ago. The two screws, lad. Two screws! <laughs> oh, we got to tell that story one day. I think it's somewhere in the bloopers. It might be. I'm going to have to pull out the old blooper reel. Tell them where the two loose screws. I'm Chris. That's Sean. And we're out. <laughs>